0: The America's National Parks Podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun-smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every L.L. Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit llbean.com to shop now. L.L. Bean be an outsider driverless national park shuttles are being tested a new national trail is proposed a homicide at hot springs and more i'm jason epperson and it's time for this month's news roundup episode of the america's national parks podcast The American flag was raised over the World War I Memorial for the first time on Friday, April 16th, that honors the 4.7 million Americans who served their nation in World War I, including 116,516, who made the ultimate sacrifice. A full recording of the event is available online, and I'll link to it in the episode description The D.C. Memorial, which is now open to the public, features a statue of General John J. Pershing, commander of the American Expeditionary Forces during the war. The Peace Fountain, a cascade of water behind an excerpt from the poem The Young Dead Soldiers Do Not Speak by Archibald MacLeish, engraved quotes and references to theaters, campaigns, and battles in which American forces participated and exhibits about the role of the United States in World War I. The memorial's central feature, a sculpture titled A Soldier's Journey, is scheduled for installation in 2024. The 58-foot-long bas-relief sculpture by Sabin Howard will feature 38 figures depicting the journey of a recurring American soldier and representing the larger American experience of World War I. The memorial is located at the former Pershing Park, 1.7 acres along Pennsylvania Avenue across from the White House Visitor Center. The memorial builds on the original design of Pershing Park, dedicated at the site in 1981 as the American Expeditionary Forces Memorial. In recognition of the contributions of the people who stepped into the workforce to support America's effort during the Second World War, the National Park Service is accepting nominations to designate one American World War II heritage city in each state and territory. In recognition of its defense industries and military training sites, Wilmington, North Carolina, was designated as the inaugural city last September. Nominations must be submitted by the highest locally elected official and endorsed by a majority of the state's congressional delegation. Only one city in each state and territory can be chosen, so contact your mayor if your city played an important part in the World War II effort. Nominations are being received through August 31st, 2021. The National Park Service and the Illuminating Engineering Society, or IES, have taken on the challenge to improve outdoor lighting in national parks without affecting night sky viewing, one of the fastest growing visitor activities in parks. Not that visitor enjoyment should be the prime reason we avoid light pollution, but the National Park Service staff, along with staff and members of the IES, will in the coming months develop lighting standards and best practices for parks and other protected areas. Those standards will be available to help plan night sky-friendly lighting in future construction projects in parks in the National Park System. Standards will be designed for resource protection and to keep park staff and visitors safe where light is needed. National Park transportation could look quite different in the coming years if a new pilot project proves successful. This spring, two National Park Service sites will be testing driverless shuttle buses. Fittingly, the Connected Autonomous Shuttle Supporting Innovation, or Cassie, was launched at the Wright Brothers National Memorial in Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, the site of the world's first powered flight. Cassie will help officials learn more about how driverless vehicles can safely and effectively be used in the future. One unit will run at Wright Brothers and two will run a small route in Yellowstone's Canyon Village area for three months. All three shuttles will have a trained customer service operator along for the ride during the test to ensure the safety of passengers and wildlife. Rides are free and the vehicles operate at speeds between 8 and 12 miles per hour. The Park Service is seeking tips from the public to determine the circumstances related to the homicide of Paige Autumn White, a 32-year-old Caucasian female with a missing right eye and an anchor tattoo on her right foot. White's remains were found off of Black Snake Road in Hot Springs National Park on March 27, 2021. Law enforcement rangers of Big Cypress National Preserve are requesting assistance with an ongoing investigation involving the theft of trail cameras that were deployed to aid the park in determining the presence of a neurological disorder found in Florida Panthers and Bobcats. Between January 21st and February 2nd, a total of seven trail cameras and associated equipment were stolen. The estimated value is $2,300. The Florida panther is a federally endangered mammal whose remaining population in the eastern United States is confined to South Florida. Big Cypress National Preserve is the largest area of natural habitat that supports the core of the panther population. Within the last two months there have been numerous fires intentionally set in the vicinity of the main park road and adjacent roads of Everglades National Park. Areas easily accessed through the homestead entrance of the park. In addition to potentially damaging park resources and endangering park visitors and staff, the fires have cost the park hundreds of thousands of dollars for suppression. As South Florida enters into the driest part of the year, the risk of damaging wildfire increases. If you have information about any of these incidents, you can contact the National Park Service's Investigative Services Branch. Rangers recently discovered a large illegal marijuana grow site in Death Valley National Park. The site of approximately 40 acres was spotted in Jail Canyon, a rarely visited canyon on the western side of the Panamint Mountains. Jail Canyon is temporarily closed until park rangers can fully evaluate the area. Although the climate of Death Valley may appear inhospitable to marijuana cultivation, over the past decade, hundreds of acres of marijuana have been illegally cultivated in the park, and growers have threatened hikers who have stumbled upon their operations. Visitors to Death Valley's most well-traveled areas are not at risk of finding a marijuana growth site. However, hikers in remote areas near water sources should remain alert, turn around, and leave if they notice signs of suspicious activity, such as excessive amounts of trash, hillside terracing, or plastic irrigation tubing. Once safe, they should notify rangers at a visitor center. A study is underway to evaluate the feasibility of designating the route taken by Zebulon Pike's 1806-1807 expedition as a new national historic trail. Lieutenant Zebulon Pike's expedition was among the first United States government-ordered American-led explorations into the southern portions of the Louisiana Purchase. The expedition traveled approximately 2,700 miles in present-day Colorado, Kansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Nebraska, New Mexico, and Texas, with an additional 1,000 miles of trail in Mexico. The Park Service will hold a series of virtual public meetings in May and June. Attendees will be able to learn about the trail study process, ask questions, and submit written comments to be included in the report. With record visitation comes increased demand for campsites. To reduce the frustration of driving all the way to Big Bend National Park, only to find that all campground sites are full, the National Park Service will be increasing the number of Big Bend campsites available for advanced reservations online. Beginning November 1st, two-thirds of the campsites at Rio Grande Village and Chisos Basin campgrounds will remain reservable up to six months in advance. The remaining one-third of campsites will now be reservable, but only up to 14 days in advance. In addition, all campsites at Cottonwood Campground will now be reservable up to 14 days in advance. Great Smoky Mountains National Park will host the annual Synchronous Firefly Viewing, Tuesday, June 1st through Tuesday, June 8th. Every year in late May to early June, thousands of visitors gather near the popular Elkmont Campground, to observe the naturally occurring phenomenon of Photinus Carolinus, a firefly species that flashes synchronously. Since 2006, access to the Elkmont area has been limited during the eight days of the predicted peak activity in order to reduce traffic congestion and provide a safe viewing experience for visitors that minimizes disturbance to these unique fireflies during the peak mating period the public can apply for the limited viewing opportunity by entering a lottery for vehicle pass on recreation.gov. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. For more great American destinations, give us a listen at the See America podcast. And if you're interested in RV travel, find us at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by LL Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear, are exploring the national parks